If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Coronavirus cases increasing in 40 states. Tonight, more than half the country now imposing mandatory mask orders. Florida sets another record for its deadliest day. And look at these testing lines in Los Angeles. The two things America needs to do now to stop the spread without a national shutdown, according to the nation's top health officials. Overwhelmed hospitals in Texas. One doctor who treated wounded soldiers in Iraq says he's never seen anything like this. It's very different when the person that you're putting in a body bag is your next door neighbor. Russia stealing vaccine research. U.S. intelligence warns Russian cyber spies are trying to hack valuable information. It's the same group accused of interfering in the 2016 presidential election. Breaking news. The Washington Post reports more than a dozen women allege sexual harassment and verbal abuse by former employees of the Washington Redskins. Tonight, their allegations. Campaign shakeup. The president demotes his campaign manager as two new polls show him trailing Joe Biden by double digits. Urgent need. The Red Cross puts out a nationwide call for blood donors. We'll show you how easy it is to save a life. Finally tonight, a seven-year-old who's showing you're never too young to start changing the world. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news tonight. Two of the country's largest states, Texas and Florida, along with South Carolina and Idaho, are reporting their biggest single-day death tolls since the pandemic began. The number of new infections of COVID-19 are growing exponentially, too, and in nearly every corner of the U.S., that is leading two members of the president's coronavirus task force to call for states to shut down bars and for all Americans to wear masks. But without any official guidance from the White House about those recommendations, governors and major retailers are taking matters into their own hands. Tonight, Colorado and Arkansas are joining a growing list of states mandating masks in public. Altogether, 28 states, plus the District of Columbia, now require them. And today, Target, CVS, and Publix Grocery stores are also saying they're rolling out rules telling customers to wear masks, too. And as we come on the air tonight, more than 138,000 people have been killed by the virus here in the U.S., and we've hit this milestone, more than 3.5 million confirmed cases nationwide. If fighting the virus weren't enough... The National Security Agency says researchers working to find vaccines are also fighting off Russian hackers. Spy agencies in the U.S., Canada and Great Britain say the same Russian groups that attacked the 2016 election are now actively trying to steal data from scientists 
working on a cure for COVID-19. As you can tell, there's a lot of reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents is standing by with new information. CBS's Janet Shamlin is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Houston. Good evening, Janet. Nora, Texas recorded its highest death toll today since the pandemic started, 129. Tonight, testing centers like this one are jammed, and we are hearing sobering stories from the crisis in emergency rooms, dwindling ventilators, few beds, and doctors burying friends. In the overwhelmed Rio Grande Valley, COVID patients are spilling into the hallways, and a conference room is a temporary morgue. I know people hear these stories over and over, but it's very different when the person that you're putting in a body bag is your next door neighbor for 50 years, your mom's best friend. Dr. Ivan Melendez says it's almost too much to bear. You walk into warehouses of people where you have 40, 45 people that are on stretchers, on life support, on ventilators, prone, exposed. The situation's so dire, four Texas counties have ordered refrigerated trucks to help store bodies. Tonight, a top White House health official says closing indoor bars and wearing masks will help shut down the virus. It's very, very important to really close indoor bars. Uh, we know that 50, 60, 70 percent in some areas are traced to a single bar. Florida set a new fatality record today, 156 deaths. At a Walmart there, the divisiveness over face coverings as an unmasked man pulled a gun on another shopper. You have to wear a mask. Tempers also boiling over at this California grocery, where a man without a mask was pepper sprayed while arguing with another customer. More than half of all states have mask mandates. In Georgia, the governor filed a lawsuit tonight seeking to block Atlanta's mask mandate. More retail requiring them. CVS, Target, and Publix today joining Walmart, Kroger, and Best Buy. In South Texas, so many patients, a hotel has been converted to a hospital. Dr. Melendez says it's grim. And for those who don't believe it... Come with me. Spend the day. Help me, help me uh, uh, talk to 37 people's family that died that day. Respiratory. The front lines, an increasingly dark place to be. Janet Shamley on CBS News, Houston. This is Mark Strassman in Charleston, South Carolina, a hot spot for tourists and COVID. Masking is mandatory citywide. Over the last week, the viral spread here is on fire. I mean, why would I be scared of it? I mean, it's like the flu, you know, so it's, you know, everyone's going to get infected. We met David and Blaze Jorkinson, COVID skeptics, shopping downtown. They're vacationing from Phoenix, an even hotter spot for the virus. I mean, we haven't changed our lives at all for this, so, you know, other than these things, walking in the stores. Bikers paraded six feet apart, rolling into Myrtle Beach. Hundreds now gather for its annual bike week. It was postponed once for the virus, but not twice. Over the last two weeks, South Carolina recorded almost 25,000 new cases and 400 new hospitalizations, up 35%. We were holding patients in the emergency department and caring for them there instead of on the floors because we didn't have a place to put them. Back in downtown Charleston, some tourists walked barefaced, shoulder to shoulder. They're in the same zip code with the state's worst COVID outbreak. People die of stuff all the time. I don't know why I would change my life to, you know, be afraid of this. There's plenty of stuff to be afraid of. This is certainly not one of them. Over the last 24 hours, South Carolina recorded 72 COVID deaths. That is a state record. 
City officials here told us that crowds in, uh, in Charleston are about half the size of a typical July. But Nora, when even some of those people believe that COVID is mostly hype, that's a potential problem. No doubt. Mark Strassman, thank you. Tonight, intelligence agencies from the U.S., Canada, and Britain say Russian hackers are at it again. This time, the Russians are accused of trying to steal research on COVID vaccines. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. Despicable is how the British government put it, lashing out at Russian spies for trying to steal vital COVID vaccine research. At a time where the world's coming together, uh, we're all trying to find a vaccine that both our people and people around the world can benefit from uh, to have the Russian government engaged in that endeavor. An endeavor blamed on the Russian government itself, targeting labs and medical facilities in the UK, the United States and Canada. State-backed hackers known as APT-29 for advanced persistent threat. Tell me more about APT-29. APT-29 has been around a long time, sometimes has other names, you know, Fancy Bear, Cozy Bear, and it's been responsible for attacks right across the West. A series of attacks that include hacking into the DNC and stealing emails ahead of the 2016 election. Now its targets are thought to include COVID vaccine frontrunners like Oxford University and Moderna's labs in the U.S. Investigators here won't say if any information was stolen, but no damage has been done. We're used to the Russians attacking just about anything they can get their hands on to cause disruption. But this feels like it's crossing an ethical line. That may not matter in a country suffering from one of the worst COVID outbreaks in the world, Nora. But tonight, the Kremlin has denied any wrongdoing, instead insisting they're getting close to developing a vaccine of their own. We'll see. Charlie Daggett, thank you. The pandemic continues to take a punishing toll on American workers. More than 51 million have filed for unemployment since March, with 1.3 million doing so in the last week alone. And the economic pain could linger. Airlines are now warning of big layoffs when congressional aid ends this fall. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. For Susanna Carr, becoming a United Airlines flight attendant was a dream come true. Six years later, she's among nearly 36,000 United employees facing a possible furlough in October. I actually was finishing working a flight. We landed to that email, so that was a big shock. What was that moment like when you're reading that email? You know, it was just, it was a punch to the stomach. Passenger traffic is down about 80%, costing airlines roughly $6 billion this month alone. Now American Airlines says it could furlough 25,000, roughly 29% of its mainline workforce. More than 17,000 Delta employees have taken exit packages, but the airline is still overstaffed, including roughly 2,500 excess pilots. Southwest CEO Gary Kelly told employees Monday if passenger traffic doesn't triple by the end of the year, he cannot rule out the airline's first-ever layoffs. J.P. Morgan Chase analyst Jamie Baker. As we look to the fall, do you expect to see layoffs? We fear that October 1st is going to be one of the darkest days uh, for airline labor, uh, really since the dawn of commercial flight. It's going to be very, very painful for a lot of people. It's already painful for Susanna Carr. And to no longer be able to fly, to experience this, to be with the people that have become like family, I would be absolutely, uh, I would be heartbroken. Airline unions want government payroll support extended until March to keep Carr and so many others flying. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Washington. 
Tonight, a major shakeup in President Trump's campaign as his leadership over the coronavirus pandemic is under fire. Two new polls show him trailing Joe Biden by double digits. And for the first time in over a month, the president spoke to the man considered America's leading expert on infectious disease. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. Is that... CBS News has learned the conversation between Dr. Anthony Fauci and the president took place yesterday on the phone, the first time the two men have spoken in a month and a half. We are not in total control right now. Fauci has at times been critical of the administration's response to the virus, and today Maryland's Republican governor, Larry Hogan, blasted the president in the Washington Post, saying the White House has bungled the effort. We've done a great job. Despite no boasting to the contrary, the perception that the virus is raging has cost the president. Two polls out yesterday show Joe Biden leading by double digits. Biden's momentum prompted Mr. Trump to oust campaign manager Brad Parscale, who he blamed for the poorly attended rally in Tulsa last month. It's all about him and getting him reelected for 2020. Parscale was criticized by some colleagues for profiting off the campaign. He owned multiple homes and a 32-foot boat. His company was paid more than $35 million in the last three years and paid the president's daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, and Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Goofoyle, approximately $15,000 a month. The president's new campaign chief will be Bill Stepien, the former White House political director. He'll have his work cut out for him. The president is known to dismiss any negative polling and resist any change in strategy. Nora. Paula Reed at the White House. Thank you, Paula. Tonight, an urgent plea for help from the Red Cross as the nation's blood supply is dwindling because of the pandemic. The organization's CEO says it needs 13,000 people to donate every day. I met with her earlier this week and gave blood myself. Wonderful things you got. She loves my veins. Yes, I do. It was my first time, but about 6.8 million Americans donate blood every year. This year, the Red Cross says the supply chain challenges are unprecedented. That's a lot of blood. The entire donation process takes about an hour. That was so easy. But every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood. And if one bag you donate and face up to three lives, so you're doing a good thing. The Red Cross gets the vast majority of its donations from blood drives. Since the pandemic began, 37,000 have been canceled. The need for blood is constant. Gail McGovern is CEO of the American Red Cross. What does it mean for hospitals if there's a shortage in these blood supplies? They can't perform life-saving surgeries. Uh, trauma patients need the blood supply. People that are receiving chemotherapy need life-saving platelets. We hate it when we have to ration the blood supply for our hospitals. Ration the blood supply? Yeah, we will tell them we're running short, so please forego certain elective surgeries. Many people find the idea of donating blood a bit daunting to begin with, let alone during a pandemic. We are taking every single possible precaution. We have everyone wearing masks. Everyone has to have their temperature taken. We have the beds socially distanced six feet away. Blood is not tested for COVID-19, since respiratory diseases aren't known to be transmitted by transfusions. But as a new incentive to donors, blood is now tested for COVID antibodies that may show if someone has had the virus. Some, like Tim Davin, don't need an incentive. He's donated platelets more than 20 times. 
Why do you donate so regularly? Uh, my father had a rare form of blood cancer, so when he was sick, he was able to stay with us longer because other people had donated. Giving the gift of life. And for information about giving blood, text me the word donate at 202-217-1107. Some other health news. Alex Trebek said today he's feeling great. Trebek shared the encouraging news in a health update posted to Twitter. The legendary Jeopardy host has been battling stage four pancreatic cancer since last year. He used his time off during the pandemic to finish his memoir and grow a goatee. And with that, we'll take good health for a thousand. Alex. There is breaking news just coming in about Washington's NFL team. Fifteen former female employees are speaking to the Washington Post, detailing allegations of sexual harassment over a span of 13 years. The accusations involve some of the team's top executives. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. The explosive report by the Washington Post was published late this afternoon, detailing more than a decade of inappropriate behavior. It cites 15 women who allege at least five former front office employees sexually harassed and made unwanted sexual advances. Some were part of owner Dan Snyder's inner circle. Emily Applegate was the only one to come forward on the record. Some cited non-disclosure agreements for not coming forward publicly. One of the allegations centers around former play-by-play announcer Larry Michael, who is accused of routinely discussing the physical appearance of female colleagues in sexual and disparaging overtones. The club's director of player personnel, Alex Santos, was accused of making inappropriate remarks about their bodies and asking them if they were romantically interested in him. Michael retired Wednesday, while Santos and assistant director of pro personnel were dismissed by the team this week. The team has retained the firm of Washington attorney Beth Wilkinson to do an independent review of the team's culture, policies, and allegations of workplace misconduct. None of the women say Snyder harassed them. However, some of the women told the Post that they were skeptical that Snyder was unaware of the behavior. The team deferred to a statement that they gave the Washington Post, which says they take issues of employee conduct seriously and will address them promptly. Nora? Nicole Killian with that late details. Thank you. A seven-year-old girl noticed that the books in her school and her crayon box was missing something and decided to do something about it. Here's CBS's Chip Reed. Seven-year-old Madison Wilson was watching a movie not long ago when she had a complaint that surprised her mother, Vashti Wilson. She said, well, there's only one brown person in the movie. How does it make you feel when no one looks like you? I feel super, 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 super sad. Sad. Does it make you feel left out? Yeah. Like out of the box. She was also sad that her crayon box had no color that allowed her to draw herself. But she discovered that Crayola is coming out with a box of 24 different skin tone crayons. Did that make you happy? Yeah. Super, super, super happy? Super, 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 super happy. So happy that with her mother's help, she created a GoFundMe account to buy boxes of those crayons and give them to schools. So far, she's raised $31,000. I'm, in, like, immensely proud of her. With all that success at such an early age, we wondered what she wants to do when she grows up. I want to be a world changer. And it appears she's off to a super, super good start. Chip Reed, CBS News. 
and she is also purchasing books that include characters of color for her school. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road with an artist who captures the perseverance and pain of frontline workers. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nora O'Donnell, the nation's capital. See you right back here tomorrow. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.